next to blow the Heisman, watch the Bucks pose. The BCS can't say that we ain't number one. The last couple years against Michigan, we five and one. The season has come, Akron Huskies, Northwestern run. Cause we gon' beat up the Gophers and Bull or make you bums. Spartans, Penn State, the Badgers, we gon' spank a line. Now Michigan Wolverines, the Bucks will make you pay. It's Buckeye Nation forever, we think Woody Hayes. The realest to rock the stage is King Arden Wallaby. As far as the Florida Gators, we hope and pray to play it. In the horseshoe, we gon' bury you to go undefeated. Scarlet and gray, there's nothing else that I can say. We miss all the players who went pro. Archie Griffin the Great. Oh State, oh State. Scarlet and gray, oh State, oh State. It's Scarlet and gray, the Buckeyes is the name. Scarlet and gray. Table. We having badger for dinner. We nice like Terry Glenn, the Bolitnikov winner. We playing Smash Mouth. What was you thinking? Fourth and one, I'm going deep like Crimson to Jenkins. A shot to O-Pace. Rest in peace, Jason Gwynn. We all know God. Got himself a great defensive end. Eddie George, Joey Galloway, and Brandon Sane. Jack Tatum, Keith Byers, D. Miller, and Joe Jermaine. We getting in you fast. Oh boy, is it quick. We number one to take the high. Man home like Troy Smith, shotgun formation, the trigger, we quick the bullet. Mike Dolph, AJ Hawk, we hit you with silver bullets, the scarlet and gray fever. Woo! I feel it in me. It's contagious, you receive it like hotline and rubisky. You think you gotta stop? We hammer like nails. I'm busting through the middle for 50 like Benny Wells. Oh state, oh state, scarlet and gray, oh state. Back for the second episode of In The Shoe. I'm the host with the most smoke. It's your boy, King Art. And it's your boy, Jay Money. We have a beautiful show for y'all gathered. Uh, we got lots of things to talk about today. So without further ado, let's get into this, man. How you feeling today? First of all, let me ask you how you feeling today. It's a beautiful day today. You know, I'm feeling great, feeling blessed. And uh, what about you? I heard you won some, some things over the weekend. Yeah, I learned a couple things, man. And hey, you can always learn something, man, when you're taking in the game, man, and you're observing what's going on and you're watching your team grow and fight. Whenever I can watch some Buckeye football, I'm having a hell of a weekend. I'll tell you that. Well, let's get on right on to it. I'm going to start it off with the uh, OSU versus Purdue recap. Uh, what a game that was. What a game, what a game, what a game. I guess they weren't the spoiler makers after all. They weren't about to spoil this party, I'll tell you that. <laughs> We're going to talk about how the offense improved in this win. What did you see? Stability. Consistency. Wasn't looking like a hockey line change. You know, it, it really, consistency is the key there. That's one thing that we talked about last week, the inconsistencies with the rotation. They shorted up a little bit. Um, they got the running game back on track. 
Uh, the passing game looked elite. They scored in the red zone, which we'll get into a little bit later. Man, they, they, they kind of cleaned some things up, which we expected them to do, but we didn't know how it was going to kind of turn out because of the way Purdue's been playing the last couple of weeks with the upsets and everything. But um, the offense got it done flat out, man. I was I was loving all the play, everybody. I didn't see too many bad penalties this time on the offensive line. Uh, they Thank did. You. They kept C.J. Stroud upright. Thank the Lord for that because they've been shooting themselves <laughs> in the foot all season. And I don't know if y'all seen Harlem Knights, man. It hurts to get shot in the toe. Yes, it does. <laughs> that can definitely uh, slow your progress down. I mean, the running, you know, the running, the running attack came alive with you know with the stability of the offensive line this time. Uh, Mayan Williams, what a what a meatball. Hey, and the thing about that is, is uh, he was the second one coming in. Uh, he was the, you know, second guy off the bench coming in to to spell Travion a little bit. And uh, when you got both guys running for nearly a hundred yards, man, uh, the rushing attack is definitely working. Yes, sir. And I'm I was liking it. I was liking seeing Travion get out there. Man, those two breaks. That fifty-seven yard run was amazing. That kid's speed is tremendous. That's tremendous, Travion, man. I'm gonna make a new nickname for him every week, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> hey, so if I was a track coach, I'd try to go after him. Yeah, I mean he's a fast guy, man. He's the one here to quitter, man. One cut and he's gone, man. That's that's what I love about it. They did a lot of uh, zone stuff off tackle, and usually when they do the zone stretches off tackle, man, they have a lot of success when they try to. Pile it up in the middle there, man. It gets kind of ugly, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, with that, like I said, the offensive line kept C.J. Stroud upright this week. Uh, no sacks allowed. And what a weapon to have back in that lineup. Hey, definitely. Hey, when your quarterback drops back 38 times and he doesn't get touched, hey, man, I say I say the offensive line had a hell of a game, man. Hey, and he can wear that uniform again this week because he didn't get touched. It's clean. Yes. He might have got used tied to get the stains out. Yeah, he he won't need it for another week. Probably not for this week neither. But um, the surprise, well, really wasn't a surprise, but uh, Garrett Wilson wasn't in the lineup last week, and uh, we kind of struggled a little bit. Even having Jackson Smith with the breakout performance, the record performance, Chris Olave, we see the difference that Wilson makes when he's in the lineup. Yes, we do. And, I mean, it's like I, like I said last week, what it would be like to have that trio back. Hey, I'll tell and, you what. And, you know, Garrett Wilson pounced on it to be, you know, the – he wasn't the leading receiver, you know, don't get me wrong, but he demanded respect from, you know, from the secondary of Purdue. And I think there was that one touchdown catch where I think he told the, the defender, better put some respect on my name. He definitely needed to put some respect on Wilson's name, man. Hey, the defense was definitely in a conundrum. What do you do? What do you do there? You got Jackson Smith. You got Chris Olave. All these guys are crispy and superior route runners. So what do you do? And then you got Wilson coming in there, and he's more, I would say, he's more athletic than than those other two. And they're all precise route runners. They are. Um it's kind of hard. I mean, I would run. I'd be running straight zones. You know, uh, you do that, and, and Stroud's going to pick you apart. And what did he do? He picked him apart. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. One was a pop pass, but you know, it's it, still a touchdown. They count. <laughs> they count. That's the reason why they count him. It's cheating a little bit, but uh, you know, and that's it how counts, Paris Campbell man. got a lot of his touchdowns too. Oh, definitely. Him and KJ Hill. Peace, man. Hey, they know what that means, man. Hey, <laughs> cheetah is out, man. But, uh, man, hey, it was great to have Wilson back in the lineup. He's uh, very uh, crucial to the offense. When you got that working, you got the uh, the run game working, because anytime you can pile up over 200 yards rushing and over 300 yards passing in the same game, the defense is in serious trouble, and you're going to win a lot of those games. 624 total yards. I mean, what what more can you say for all the naysayers out there saying bench C.J. Stroud? Hey, earlier in the year, I would tell guys to relax a little bit. He's a redshirt freshman. He's never thrown a pass in a collegiate game. He threw for almost 500 yards, uh, 484 to be exact, against Oregon. And, uh, you know, he had a few mishaps there, but a lot of that had to do with 
his inexperience. A lot of that had to do with the play calling. And uh, you got to go through your bumps when you're growing up, man. Yeah, I like I, you and me talked before, I had played it towards he was hurt. And, you know, if you've ever been a quarterback out there, peewee football, high school, that shoulder injury will cause you to not release the ball at a, at your at your when you're supposed to. So I think you know that's some of the passing issues that we have. But you know, Ryan Day gave him that week off. He came back, and what happened against Rutgers in in Maryland? You know, now we're getting into the meat and the potatoes of the schedule. We got the two Canadian teams from that state up north this week and next week. So I think. I think it's time for him to show why he was highly recruited. Well, um, this is what we call money ball time. It's definitely money ball time, and it's uh, not only him. I mean, the whole team in general, and uh, just like I said last week, and we always say September's for pretenders and November's for contenders. So, um, you know, with that being said, um, hey, everything's laid out on the plate. Everything's on the table. Everything's in front of them. Everything that they need to do is still available, and the goals are achievable at this point. They want to win a Big Ten championship, and they want to get to the college football playoffs. And as you said before, you know, that rest on his shoulder, which his CV joint was messed up, and there was a lot of people talking about the high throws, myself included. You know, I observed it, but I didn't want to, you know, persecute him because – Number one, I believe in Ryan Day. I trust this coaching staff, and there's a lot of us armchair coaches and quarterbacks who, uh, you know, cried about his body language, and now all of a sudden we're all body language experts and everything. Come on, man. Get that out of here, man. You know, you got to <laughs> trust in the guys, and sometimes it doesn't work out, but um, CJ's definitely the guy. His, his arm talent is up there with one of the best I've seen, especially – this early in his career, I mean, to be a freshman, he's already thrown for 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns <laughs> compared to five picks. So, I mean, he, he's ready for that Ohio State spotlight. I believe he's shown it already, and it's just a matter of going out and executing for the rest of the season. Man, I'm speechless about that. Talk about <laughs> our quarterback. Now, I mean, Doesn't it, it, it make you happy? It gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling, doesn't it? It, do, it does. I mean, it brings back the, the Troy Smith nostalgia, the JT Barrett's of Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller and, you know, everybody else. Haskins. Haskins. Even Justin Fields, you know. And he's taking that magic into the NFL. So we're, we're, we're getting spoiled a little bit here, man. They were talking a lot about how Ohio State never has quarterbacks or or good quarterbacks in the National Football League. But i tell you what, that's going to change here next five to ten years, man. Uh, Ohio State's going to have something to say about that because uh, we're going to have some good ones coming out of here. I mean, when you got uh, Ryan Day, who was a quarterback coach. He was a quarterback himself. Where at? Uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. I always get that in <laughs> Delaware mixed up. Sorry, coach. Nobody so, remembers where I went either or where I played. You so know, I'm, we're even. I'm excited about this offense. <laughs> You know, there's, you know, the offense is, is number one in the nation. Well, number four in the nation, but number one in the Big Ten. Well, it's back to number – no, it's back to number one. After and this game, it's in the back Big to Ten. number one. What it was fourth in was scoring. We had dropped a little bit because of those games. We were having trouble scoring in the red zone. With that being said, um, we were still fourth in the nation in red zone scoring, even though we had those games where we wasn't scoring a lot. And still first in the Big Ten, so – we complain about a lot about things, but when you get into the nuts and bolts of it, we were still pretty darn good putting up 500 yards a week. I mean, that's nothing to. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at, you know. But you know, we've been spoiled, so we are spoiled. So we're gonna flip the ball now. We're gonna go over to some of those silver bullets this week. Hey, man. Um, I know you've been itching to get this <sighs> off your chest all weekend. Listen, man. I don't understand. I mean, like I said, I'm not in really – I'm into the X's and O's, but I don't know it like the coaches know it, of course, per se. But um, a blind man could see that they were playing the bend but not break defense. And uh, that is the goal. But to me, you're, you're, you're getting broken in half if you're giving up 400 yards passing and almost five touchdowns. That, that really got under my skin. I'm not going to lie about that. I mean, it did. I just – 
like I told you, you know, watching it and going back and watching it at least three more times this weekend, they played that prevent de- defense too early. They, they did. Played, they played it too early. They started playing it at the end of the first half. Going into the second half, it was that, okay, we're locking David Bell down. We're doing this. We're doing that. We have to respect that they could throw the ball. So we're going to play these prevent defenses. I don't agree with it. I mean, when you got Denzel Burke, who is one phenomenal, you know, cornerback out there as a true freshman that locked down one of the top receivers in the Big Ten, if not in the country, in David Bell. True that. And he only had 103 yards. On 11 catches. On 11 catches. So, I mean, that's saying something. So, I don't understand why – we couldn't have thrown some more pressure at him because I think if with the pass rushers that we got, you know, JT, Jack Sawyer, Tyreek Smith, Haskell Garrett, Steel Chambers, I'm going to keep saying his name until, you know, he gets on that, that Buckus Award. Oh, he's going to be there. He actually got his first start of the season this game, and um, he's he's looking pretty darn good, man. Which one? Still Chambers. Oh, yeah. It yeah. wasn't his first start. Second. Well, yeah. So, um, I agree with you there. And uh, they were playing a very soft zone. And I don't understand it, like you said, because we definitely have the athletes on the outside and we have the speed. You got Cam Brown, who's uh, clocked at running a four three forty, And the last three, four, five weeks, his coverage has been just as good as Burke's. Where we fail on the defensive end is on the back end. The safeties. safeties. The safeties are killing us right now. I don't get it. Um, Like you said, we're not in there watching the practices. We don't know what's going on. Maybe the guys back there play great during practice. But the safeties are killing us. Um, In particular, Shaw, I hate to, you know, rag on anyone, but um, he's kind of killing us right there. He's missing some open field tackles, and he's he's letting plays get behind him. And uh, as the, the, the back end, in the last line of defense there, you cannot let that happen. And he, he's, he's been getting beat deep. He has. It's, the safeties have been a liability all year. Um, so what do you think that is? Do you think that we don't have the personnel to replace? Or is, it, or is it simply the scheme? Is it not being taught right? What are your thoughts on that? I, just, I, I don't know what's going on between Kerry Combs and Matt Barnes. You know, with Kerry Combs being the defensive coordinator, Matt Barnes calling the calls, but also the defense of the secondary coach, I don't know what's going on between them. You know, somebody needs to take one of each other out for a steak dinner somewhere, maybe at Urban's New Restaurant downtown. Urban's Top House? Yep. Um, I heard their brunch is amazing, by the way. If you can't tell, we're food guys. I mean, you know, I'm (laughs) I'm not skinny. I'm a consider myself a husty guy, man, and, you know. I love food, man. I'm pretty sure he does too, man. That but, uh, is right, Alex. Ransom has been pretty good. Shaw has turned, you know, has has turned out to be the Eli Apple here at Ohio State. And if you remember when he was here, Eli kept getting burnt like some burnt toast. Oh, uh, so I'll, with like I, I know I, I like where you're going with this. Go ahead. So with that, I do believe we change up. We take him out, and we put in Cameron Martinez. I like that. Cameron Martinez stepped in, and his first first play was an interception. He's proven that he can make plays. He appears to be a ball hawk. What I'm hearing about that is that um, his tackling, open field tackling, has been a little bit of an issue. So I don't know if that's it. But, I mean, Shaw's hasn't been that much better. I mean, he, he can tackle. He should be able to tackle. But he has missed some, some open field tackles, man. And uh, yeah. that busted Purdue uh, open for some big gains there. And like I said, the, the safeties have been a liability. You know, we might have to switch from State Farm to Geico or somebody Something's for liability insurance. But I believe it will change this week. Or Liberty. <laughs> liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty, Liberty. Hey, y'all going to have to pay me for that. I'm just telling you right now, man. Real quick, I want to get into it. Garrett Wilson had a record day. Three receiving and one rushing touchdown. First time it's ever been done in Ohio State. It's hard to believe that in 2021, records are still being broken, but that just goes to show how good this kid is. That goes to show how great Ryan Day's offense is. And, um, hey, 
It's an explosion. No sunny styles early. <laughs> and a fireworks show every weekend. That was a, oh, that was a boom. Speaking of fireworks, yep. We got a commitment uh, from Sunny Styles. Real quick before we go into our stats, record alert of Chris Olave needs one more touchdown to tie David Boston and two, and two to, to pass. Break. Yeah, I see it coming this week. I. I'm going to wait for that because I have a bold prediction, so I'm going to hold off on that. But uh, I s- we'll hold off on that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't reveal my surprise this early in the show. So, you know, we touched a little bit on some of the stats, but the stars of the game, who were your stars? Well, I mean, um, obviously we could go with Garrett Wilson or C.J. Stroud, but my player of the game actually goes to the Hogs up front I'm going to give the players of the game to the offensive line. We piled up over 624 yards of total offense, over 360 passing, and just above 200 rushing. Man, those slobs did their job, and they paved the way for this offense. Hey, we put up 45 points at halftime, which ties the record for Ohio State in any game they've ever played in. Those are my players of the game. Offensive line. Give it up. You are right, Alex. Hey, Alex, you're right. You know we can't have three. We can't have three one thousand yard rushers. Receivers, Uh, receivers, and rushers. (laughs) I mean, we got all three of them. Wouldn't that be lovely? Talk about Uh, a Death Star, man. My offensive players of the game, I would have to say, are running backs: Maya Williams and Travion Henderson. You know, Maya Williams. 14 carries for 117 yards. Travion, 13 carries for 98 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, with those 98 yards, he's became, you know, he's he set a record himself. You know, we'll get to that record here later on. But our rushing game came alive. Definitely. You know, and it was something that has has been getting away from us the last two games. You know, and it, and it prevented C.J. Stroud from being C.J. Stroud. So, and then I also have to say Garrett Wilson. I can't forget the man, you know, having one hell of a day. Definitely deserves some recognition. So, what we're going to do here is flip to the other side of the ball. What about defense? Who's your player of the game there? Or players, because we don't never uh, limit it to just one. We break the rules on this show, I'll tell you that. I got there two. are no rules here. <laughs> no holds barred. I got two of them. I got Denzel Burke because he just continues to continues to amaze me. Um, he did lead the defense in tackles. I'm actually going to change it up more than two. But Denzel Burke, 11 tackles. And like I said before, he locked David Bell down. David Bell, when Denzel Burke was covering him, was only targeted 14 times and only allowed 76 yards on nine receptions. With an average of only six point six, not even yeah six yards, a catch, limiting the one of the best receivers in the country. And you know it just so happened David Bell's touchdown. You know, Burke wasn't in. My next one, I'm gonna have to give it up to the to the defensive line. Zach Harrison, six tackles on the defensive line. My fellow fat man, Jerron Cage, with another another fumble recovery. So, I mean, it, it's between those 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 two positions, it's I'm a fat boy in the defensive line and Denzel Burke are my stars. So, basically, you're saying you're going with the beef up front. Of course. Is that what I'm hearing here? Beef, it's what's for dinner. Hey, I don't have a problem with that, man. It's lots of that that, uh, you know, that – I prepare in lots of different ways, so uh, beef is good with me, however they want to bring it. <laughs> but um, I agree with you there on Denzel Burke. Denzel Burke led the team in tackles. He had 11 tackles. Um, David Bell, who's one of the premier wide receivers in the country, did have a lot of catches, but, you know, that, uh, you know, was more indicative to the zone that the Buckeyes were running, and um, he made – Open field tackles. 
soon as he caught the ball, he made the tackle immediately, and uh, that's what you want out of your cornerback when we're playing a soft zone. If you're going to have him in front of you, you have to make that tackle because things can happen once you let him get behind you, and he never did that. So I agree with you there. Uh, Denzel Burke was one of my players of the game. Other player of the game, I'm going to go with Steel Chambers again because dude is just an absolute wrecking ball, man. He sees, he hits. He sees, he hits. So I wonder, does does that remind you of the Big Cat? Uh, Big Cat was kind of, he was he was built a little bit different, man. Those those, those shoulder pads, man, and that neck roll, man. You know, uh, he kind of looked like Battle Cat for He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if some of y'all is old enough to remember He-Man, but uh, Cat Samore kind of looked like Battle Cat from He-Man, man. You know, once he... You know, once he turned into Battle Cat. But um, I like Steel Chambers, man. Um, he's going to start next week. Um, I'm glad that they, they're finally going with the linebacker rotation that is going to help them. They have to have speed and athleticism and guys who can cover. I just wish he went over to that side of the ball a little bit earlier, but I'm not going to knock him. I'm glad he's there now. He's one of the uh, bright spots, you know, in the linebacker room right now. Him and uh, Cody Simon – uh, together, they make a great rotation. We still got two more years left with him. Yeah, we do. We do. So, I mean, I, I did forget about Steel Chambers as far as the player of the game. However, I do, real, really quick, I do want to give a shout-out to Tyreek Smith, too. He's been playing lights out, man. Uh, one of the big reasons why the uh, defensive line – also, the defensive line really only got one pressure, and that was where uh, – Tyreek Smith was kind of getting held, and uh, they kind of pushed him past the quarterback. <laughs> We're not going to say held because they're not calling any penalties for our defensive line, which is absolutely gross. It makes me want to throw up, but that's okay, man. That's why we got Tums, man. You know, I'll be all right, man. But uh, Tyreek Smith, man, he's been um, pinning his ears back, and he's been getting to the quarterback, man. And, uh, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to him. Larry Johnson is one of the best defensive uh, linemen coach. In, not one of the best. He's the best in my personal opinion but uh he's got him playing at a high level and as i said before the reason why you didn't see the sacks and the pressures is because of the game plan we were playing a soft zone and the purdue quarterback was getting the ball out before we had a chance to get to him so that's why you see that it's a little disheartening sometimes but you got to watch the film and look at why things are happening and how things are happening and that pretty much sums up why we didn't get you know get home to aiden mcconnell I was on the Aiden McConnell. Asked, I wish we would have, though. Me too. I mean, we could have been the spoiler, you know, spoiler for them. But Pele, what a player. Transferred in from USC. He had, you know, one, one hell of a career out there. Then he transfers here. I mean, he's not on the senior list this year for senior day. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, you know, he comes back for one more year. He, he needs one more year. But him getting out there and getting some of those first-team reps, and get, he's, it looks like he's getting back to him. He looked really good out there. He you looked know? really good. He's out there buzzing around. He's making tackles. Uh, you're right. He looks good. He looks and he really got his good. first career fumble recovery as a Buckeye. Right, right, right. And that was on special teams. Shout-out to C. Booker, man, with that hit. That was a nice stick, baby. I did forget about another uh, safety we could probably put back there. Marcus Hooker. Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's still in the doghouse or whatever's going on with that. But I think uh, they definitely need to try someone else back there because uh, whenever you're this far into the season and you're still getting beat on the back end like that, it's not the scheme. Uh, he gets caught peeking in the backfield a lot. I don't even have to say his name. You people out there, you already know who we're talking about. So we're not even going to bring his name up. But uh, we definitely – I would like to see a replacement. I'm pretty sure you would like to see a replacement. Hooker doesn't sound – no one to me sounds bad at this moment <laughs> because this guy is getting cooked. Um, he is like a pressure cooker, uh, something inside of the pressure cooker because he is getting absolutely cooked in every way imaginable. He's getting grilled. He's getting air fried. He's getting baked. He's getting roasted. I can't even come up with any more. Wait a minute, one more. He's getting boiled. He's getting boiled. Yeah. So I'm tired of seeing that. Um, you know, it's, it's like a bad movie. 
that you see over and over again. It's like when you see the previews, like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, quick question. Yes, sir. So, with uh, our unholy trio of receivers, uh huh, Jackson Smith, Olave, and Garrett Wilson, you think we'll have a uh, same production out of all of them? We could possibly get each receiver 150 or more? It's definitely achievable. And um, actually, for the season – I'm predicting that each receiver will go over a thousand yards. Um, it's definitely possible. These guys together on the field are unstoppable, and as long as that offensive line is blocking, especially um, you know when it comes to passing, they are keeping CJ pretty clean. They've kept him pretty clean for the whole season. Um, you just have to pick your poison. So what do you do? You leave Jackson open over the middle all day. He'll tear you up for 15 catches and 243 yards. Uh, what do you do? You try to shut him down. They put Garrett Wilson in the slot. They they interchange. All these guys can play each position, which makes them so dangerous. They can all play the slot. They can all play outside. They can all play the, uh, the boundary receiver. That's what makes them so dangerous. So what do you do? You pick your poison. Even when you pick your poison, you cannot stop these guys, man. So who would you pick? Uh, somebody on the bench. <laughs> I'm not picking none of these guys, man. Who are you going to pick? I love them all equally. I really don't even have a favorite. And usually on these teams I have like a favorite receiver, but I don't have a favorite receiver, man. I love all these guys equally, man. They are they some bad dudes, man. They some real bad dudes, man. I mean, what you going to do? You got speed. You got route precision, precision, excuse me, and you have clean, soft hands. What do you do? What would you do? What would you ask I do? Me, who would you pick? I'd leave the Cowboy open. I'll let him, I'll let him <laughs> throw at the record, man. He, he, I, I love him to death, but he had the dropsies. I mean, Mitch Rossi actually started over uh, record this past weekend, and, and he didn't look too wait bad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And Rucker is the only player on offense who played over 11 snaps who didn't get champion this week. What's up with that? Mm. I, that, yeah, I, That's something I think to think did, about. I just think happened because of that that drop. Um, that holding call on him was that was too. was bogus. Yeah, it was bogus. That was a good block. He took him down. He didn't throw him down. That was happening. They got tangled up in the block. That was a great block, man. So that was another touchdown pass, forty nine yard touchdown pass to Chris Olave. He still got the touchdown pass in the end. Yeah, yeah. He would have been one closer, though. Cause, uh, yeah, you know. We love breaking records on this show, man. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to break another record today. We're trying to get those numbers up. You guys can uh, send your questions to us if you have any questions, and we'll try to answer them while we're on air here. Uh, let's keep it going. What a breakout, though, for Zach Harrison. Everybody was down on you know, his ability. He was a five-star out of Oil and Tangy. I mean, six tackles. It's more than he's had in the game all year. I think, you know, one more year and he will he might come into his own as, as like almost almost like a Bosa yeah. or a Chase Young. Not, not quite like him, but in his own way, being able to, you know, disrupt. Well, the ability is, is, is obviously there. That's never been in question, but – we get spoiled by the Bozas. We get spoiled by the Youngs and stuff like that. But Zach Harrison is coming into his own, and um, I can just see him getting better. I mean, who knows how good he'll be next year. And, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of those things are scheme-wise why they're not, uh, you know, getting home to the quarterback. But uh, Zach Harrison, um, he, he's developing at his own pace, and, you know, I don't have too much to, cl- to complain about. Man, he's looking pretty good to me. All right, Alex, so I'm going to leave it over to my history buff. Alex asked, can we name the last two 1,000-yard receivers for Ohio State without looking it up? So, Mr. Google. Last two 1,000-yard receivers in one season? I don't know, Alex, in one season or just all over? question in particular? I mean, there's, there's ranges to that. I need to know. I'm guessing it's just uh, in one season. 
if it's one season, um, that's a pretty good question. Um, I know for a career, I know that um, Paris Campbell and uh, Terry McLaurin both went over a thousand yards. Uh, that's a good question. I might have to get back to you on that one. You don't stump me too often, but I need it to be a little bit more direct. All righty, Alex. We'll get back to your question after our break. And before that, speaking of that, we got the question of the day. So the question is, so with the 98 yards of rushing by Travion Henderson, he now becomes the fourth true freshman running back to have over 1,000 yards rushing. Who are the other three running backs? So for all you guys at home, you guys can chime in, and uh, if you guys know the answer, go ahead and drop it in the comments. I have a pretty good idea of who it might be, but I'm going to save that to after the break. Um, you guys uh, sit there and think about it. Uh, see if you can uh, come up with the answer. If you have the answer, go ahead and type it in and send it to us, and uh, we'll shout you out. All righty, and with that, we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll be back. If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry from setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well. The theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. 
And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. Welcome back, guys. Hey, welcome back to End the Shoe. So we left with uh, the question of the day. And I'm, I'm going to repeat it one more time, see if give everybody some chances to get out there. With Travion Henderson's 98 yards of rushing, he becomes the fourth true freshman running back to have over 1,000 yards rushing. Who are the other three running backs? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Anybody want to try? Anybody in here want to try? Is that a no? I see you reaching, Alex. You finishing up typing? We'll give you uh, 15 seconds. You want to take your guess real quick? I'm pretty sure I know the answer. You How sure? I'm pretty sure. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, probably at an 11. All righty. So without further ado, the answer to the question is... Where do I have that at? Robert Smith, Maurice Claret, and J.K. Dobbins are the only other three true freshman running backs to have over 1,000 yards. Now, there is five, with Mike Weber being the fifth. But he was a red shirt, and that's very important. Go get it and come back with it. J.K. Dobbins, my man. J.K. all day. Hope he heals up fast. I hope he's healing, man. Uh, Ravens sure do miss you, brother. Especially since they got rid of Le'Veon Bell today. And uh, back to that other question uh, that was from one of the uh, the people online. Um, it was about the 1,000-yard receivers. Still not sure about that because it's kind of foggy, but I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Paris Campbell and um, Chris Olave. So you can type it in and let us know. Um, if I'm wrong, if I'm right. And with that, with that, we are going to get into our OSU versus Sparty. You want to say it? Keys to winning the game. This is not. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not Sparta. Not this week. <laughs> Sparty's <laughs> going down. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Worst uh, <laughs> passing defense in the NCAA. <laughs> and the Big Ten. Um, and going up against this uh, Ryan Day uh, passing offense, it's going to be bad for Sparty on Saturday. It's going to be bad. What are your keys? Keys to the game is uh, Ohio State controlling the run on the defensive side of the ball. I really don't have anything to say about the offense because the offense is going to do what it does. It's the best offense in the country. Um, they just have to limit the mistakes don't have any turnovers, and my key to the game is the defense. Shut down the run. Everything else will fall in place. Nice. My key's to the car for the Beamer this weekend. What kind of car is it again? I got that Beamer. What kind of car is it again? That I-328. Okay. Well, let's roll, baby. So, with, with that, my keys are continue to roll. Get the offensive line to gel even better. Um. Just stay with consistent, consistency on that offensive line. And the defense. We need more we need more pass rushing. You know, and shut down Kenneth Walker. So I believe I believe Ohio State's gonna stack that box to stop him. And with all the talent that we have, especially at linebacker and DNs and everything, I do believe um We'll stop him, hold him for yeah, right around you know, maybe a bill. 
somewhere right around there. Because you know he's going to get his yards regardless. But he's not going to hit for two bills. Guys like that, we got a history of uh, shutting down for the most part. Uh, you had those Wisconsin running backs coming in here. You had Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, they got lucky one time. But uh, for the most part, man, our defense usually gears up for those types of games. And I really don't see Kenneth Walker having that big of a game. I, I actually don't think he'll have 100 yards rushing. Um, so, um, you know, with those being your keys to the game, what do you think needs to improve? New safeties. Agreed. I mean, that's pretty much safeties and just containing, you know, containing Kenneth Walker. That's it. For me, um, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said. I definitely think the safety play needs to improve or we need to switch there. But I'd like to see him shrink that zone down. The, 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 the zone's a little too soft. I'd like to see him get up and press man a little bit because we have those except, exceptional cornerbacks out there. I'd like to see us get up and uh, get, get physical with those guys, shrink the, um, the zone down a little bit, and uh, you can create some turnovers there. So we definitely need to improve on the back end of the defense. I'd like to see him tighten up the zone, and I want to see a little bit more press. Let's get physical with him. And we got an answer to that question from Alex. Michael Jenkins and Paris Campbell. Michael Jenkins. Fourth and one. Holy Buckeye. Crenzel to Jenkins. All right, nice. Thanks for the question, man. I don't get stumped too often, man, but that was a good one, man. Shout out to Alex. So with that, who are you watching for? I'm watching for Travion Henderson just for the simple fact that um, he only had 13 carries last week. I think that the the passing offense is going to do what it does, but I think they're going to they're going to lean on that uh, offensive line to create some running lanes this weekend. And um, I'm looking out for Travion to, to have another one of those 150, maybe 200-yard games, maybe somewhere uh, in the area of 15 to 20 carries. I think it's going to be a big game for Travion this week. I'm thinking the same thing. Um, my key, my who I'm watching for is Travion. You know, it's. I think this is his time to break out, you know, it's his time. Uh, with that, they give up. You know, Michigan State gives up a bunch of bunch of yards in the passing game, so they're gonna have to try. They're gonna have to respect our passing game. Everyone does. So with that, that's gonna allow our running game to just take off. I agree with you there. We're both looking forward to that run game picking up. It's already gaining some steam and. Uh, when that offensive line is is running the ball, we already know they're good. They're great in pass protection, but if they're great in uh, running the ball, man, it's going to be a long night. Uh, those those guys on the other side of the ball for Sparty are going to be black and blue at the end of the night, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, man, let's move right along. And um, what do you think the top four rankings will be for the college football playoff tonight? Georgia is definitely still number one. I think Ohio State moves up to number two. Alabama drops down to three. And it'll be Oregon at number four. Now, what I think it should be, should be Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Oregon. That's, that's you know, that's what I think it should be. But we all know the SEC then took that Affleck money and paid off the committee. Um, they they that, they definitely sleep in the same hotel. I'll tell you that. I don't know if they're in the <laughs> same bed together, but uh, they're definitely rooming and boarding in the same place. They have the same roof over their head. I'll say that. Um, I think my top four would be obviously. I agree with you on Georgia. There, they've been dominant on both sides of the ball. They look vulnerable a little bit early in the game against Tennessee and maybe a couple other ball games this year. Uh, with the omission of the Clemson game because they look horrible in that game. But uh, every other game besides that, man, Georgia's been dominating on both sides of the ball. You can't really deny them of the number one spot. Um, I actually think that 
Ohio State could be number two, or I think they should be number two. But we'll hold that off for for a couple of weeks, uh, you know, after these next two games. What I think it's going to be is is going to be uh, Alabama again, and then it's going to be Ohio State at three. I think we actually jump Oregon. We should have jumped them actually a couple of weeks ago because uh, they try to say they wait ahead to head, but you see with Michigan and Michigan State, that's not actually true. Uh, we've been playing way better ball than uh, Oregon as of late, and uh, we have the best offense in the country. I can't see how they can really deny Ohio State being number three, and then I've got Oregon at number four just because, um, you know, they did beat the Buckeyes. Um, and then, you know, on the outside looking in, I've got Cincinnati at five, and they, they still have a chance to be in the top four. I think the path is really there for them. I see Oregon losing another game. We'll get into that later. Um, I think it's there for Cincinnati. They can, they can still make it, man. All right. That's my top four. So now it's time for the hot picks. Now, I know last week I made a, a idiotic pick, <laughs> and I will admit that. And what was that? I did pick New Mexico State beating Alabama. Oh, man, that was horrible. I, I will not go with that again. That was terrible. Um, so with that, for my neck and my back. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Georgia versus Charleston Southern. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to go with Georgia. I think they're pretty good at football, so we're just going to leave that one at that. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Georgia is Georgia right now. Next one is number 25, Arkansas versus number two, Alabama. I think this is uh, It's hard to say like a trap game. Uh, Arkansas has been kind of up and down this year. I definitely think – that they can beat Alabama with the way they've been playing lately. But um, I like Alabama to pull it out late. You like Alabama to pull it out late? Pull it out late. As much as I dislike no Alabama. No plan B needed. <laughs> as much as I dislike Alabama, I do. I think Arkansas comes to show up. Maybe bring some of that pig suey magic. Um. I think it becomes a close one like the LSU-Alabama game within the, like, the last minutes of the game. I'm going to have to go ahead and say roll, roll tight on that one. They have the better athletes. They have the better coaching staff, and um, they're at home. They should get it done, in my opinion. So moving on to the third game, we have Oregon versus Utah. What do you think there? I'm going with the Utes. I'm going with Utah. Utah's actually looked pretty good. And some of the games that I've actually watched, uh, you know, with them being out on the West Coast, it's kind of hard when, you know, we got the powerhouse teams out east. Um, I just don't think Oregon – I don't think Oregon's going to keep that win streak alive that they're doing right now since they lost to Stanford. Uh, yes, their running back has stepped up since uh, C.J. Verdell went out. Um He's not averaging that many yards per carry, but he is getting into the end zone. No, he's he's just a unique running back. He reminds me a little bit of J.K. shifting. But other than that, I do believe I believe Utah will pull – and it's in Utah. Well – They are favored by three. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there. I like Utah in this game. Uh, Vegas obviously likes Utah too because they're favored by three points, I think. Um, Oregon um, – struggles um, a lot if you stop the run. And if Utah stops the run, it's going to be a long night for Oregon. Uh, Anthony Brown's a decent passer. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't break the bank over his accuracy or anything like that. I think uh, I think the youths pull it out. They're a very physical team. They've been physical. Uh, and like I said, they're at home, man. I like Utah in that game. All righty. So for the big showdown in Cincinnati this weekend, I, SMU Mustangs versus I the Bearcats. I think this game is going to be extremely close. It's going to be extremely mm -hmm. close. Uh, Cincinnati's been playing a lot of close games. I like them to go ahead and pull it out because they're at, they're at home. Uh, SMU has two losses. They're pretty potent uh, offensively, but uh, what Cincinnati does better than anything else is play defense. Just depends on what type of game Desmond Ritter is having. Is they get are they getting that running game up and running? Um, you know, I think it's going to be ex ex extremely close, and I think maybe Cincinnati by a field goal. 
I'm going with Cincinnati. Uh, just because, I mean, I could call them a Cinderella story this year. Uh, I would like to see them actually break as a group five, you know, team into the playoffs and show the other group of five uh, teams that you work hard, you can actually get here with the big boys. Um, I'm going with Cincinnati. With the field goal. I like to see Cincinnati win too. Uh, you know, it's a pride of Ohio thing, and uh, we kind of got to rep those teams in Ohio. Um, you know, Big Brother first, of course, and every every everyone else after that. We'll support you just as long as you don't play us, and we won't have to beat you up. <laughs> We're going on next to Michigan versus uh, Maryland. So the the meat chicken uh, hairballs versus the tur- the turtles. Um, I have to go with them on this one. Um, I would like for Meat Chicken to win. Is 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 bad as it pains me to say that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. But one thing they've been consistent in is running the ball and playing old fashioned smash mouth football. I don't really think they're really great at anything, but they play real solid defense. They don't turn the ball over a whole heck of a lot. I think they'll pull it off by less than a touchdown over there in Turp Country. And they're favored by 18. So, all right. I can't, I, I can't, I can't see that. Yeah. I can't see that. I definitely would not take the points on that game. Um, I don't know what the over-under is, but um, I don't know. Maryland can score some points. They can put up some points, but Michigan has a pretty solid defense. But I, I like Michigan. Less than a touchdown. All right. So, then we're, we're going to take it out, West. To the nine and one Oklahoma Sooners against Iowa State. How good does that finally feel to say they have a loss? Um, it's been coming for a while. They uh escaped by the uh skin of their teeth a couple of times. I believe um Kansas was hosed in that game. Um and they <laughs> you see what Kansas just did to Texas last week, so um <laughs> they're deserving of a big time win over a big um time program. But Oklahoma's been shaky all year. I like Iowa State in this game, man. Oklahoma, I do not trust their defense. I like Iowa State by ten. By ten? You taking Iowa State? I'm taking Iowa State. You sure? I'm positive. I'm rolling right with you. I believe it might be a little bit bigger than that. Uh they have a quarterback. Controversy right there with Caleb Williams and uh, Spencer Radler. I don't know if they actually get it done again. I'm taking Iowa State. I'm going to say by 14. All right, moving right along. We got Georgia Tech versus Notre Dame. Um, This is really simple. I like Notre Dame in this game. They're a better team, um, and they've been playing really well as of late. I like Notre Dame. I mean, we're talking about Georgia Tech, so the ACC is not really that good. I'm going with Notre Dame. By 21. Okay, book it. We're moving right along. Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. I'm going with the Cowboys from Oklahoma State. Uh, They've just been terrorizing the Big 12, uh, trying to get up there and show that they actually can lead this this conference once Oklahoma and Texas leaves. Um, I'm going by Oklahoma State by 10. All right, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, Maybe not the same um, point spread, but uh, I like Oklahoma State um, by a touchdown. I think they're a stronger team. They're going to uh, control the clock by running the ball, um, and they're going to keep uh, Texas Tech offense off the field with ball control. All righty. And so just to keep an eye on the Big Ten West, we got Nebraska versus number 18 Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin. Wisconsin's rolling right now. Um, They had a few mishaps early in the year. Wisconsin's running the ball very effectively, which is their M.O. That's what they do the best. They run the ball, and they play solid defense. I like Wisconsin in this game by 10. I'm going Nebraska by three. Wow. Um, Nebraska, look at everybody that they played so far. So we're going to get right on into the the Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, of course, I like Ohio State. I don't think this game will be close. Um, I think you'll see the Russian attack um, really really move the ball. That that offensive line is starting to gel. They got the rotation in there. I like Ohio State big, man. 
You like Ohio State big? Big. 59-21. I'm going Ohio State 66-17. Just a copy of the Maryland game. And real quick, our bold prediction. What is yours? My bold prediction is the defense will have three interceptions and one pick six. Three interceptions, one pick six. I say Olave breaks the record this weekend, and Travion goes for 300. I like it. Thank you for stepping with us in the shoe. Check us out each and every week live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. on Score On Air Facebook page. Live in the shoe. Yeah.